This episode of the podcast brought to you by Eat Local Pizza. Yes, we know the summer pizza, the margarita pizza. But, you know, not every day is the summer here. We are fortunate enough that we get some rainstorms and thunderstorms in Thunder Bay, right? Yeah, that's what we get here. So if it's a cold day and you are stuck and you need some good fix, I would recommend the pierogi pizza. Yes, the ultimate. It is the ultimate experience at Eat Local Pizza. The classic pierogi pizza. Order now. Call 767-0000. Order online at eatlocalpizzapos.com. This podcast of the episode, it's brought to you by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Yes, it is. And now available in Canada, we got the original created as an exclusive partnership to celebrate the fourth anniversary of Heatonist. Tasting room in Brooklyn. Yes, Lion's Mane, Piri Piri, and Bodies. Everything that. Heartbeat Hot Sauce Stars, the creative spirit, the passion for food that makes this business so exciting. Find it now, buy now, order online, heartbeathotsauce.com or find them at your favorite retailer like Chapters Superstore, including, yes, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. This is the Michael Laded Unplugged episode 124. Please, ladies and gentlemen, folks, please give it up to the one and only Keegan Richard. <laughs> awesome. I love the intro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is, this is why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is all now I'm good. Now I awesome. Yeah, this is uh the, I've saved my voice for that all day. I only whisper. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. Keegan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And you? It's a good day, a bit brisk outside. I don't get it. Like we've been having a nasty heat wave and then all of a sudden we're getting Fall weather, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I I thought the same today. There's one difference I noticed when I'm outside. The sun still has that intensity. It is like, that's mm. like, I can feel it's not fall yet, but it's almost like it. It is was like, whoa, what is happening? I don't want to think about fall right now. I just want to think about summer. Yeah, summer is, is summer your favorite? Summer is... Keegan is like 120% performing, top of the top. That's what you like? Yeah, I like summer. Uh, I don't mind the heat. Well, I'm okay with the heat. But yeah. uh, if I'm taking photos, fall is the go-to season. Mm. Yeah, we surprisingly have a lot of maple syrup around. Yeah, <laughs> That means we also have surprisingly a lot of maple trees actually in the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know? That's I got I learned that when I talked to the amazing guys from Norwest no Western Syrup, I think it is. Uh yeah. <sighs> and I know I gotta do some research. I forget the name. I'm horrible with names though, so Thank you. Me too. This is great. We're gonna have a good time today. 
awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I so now I have to ask: Do you say that? And you are in your profession. You 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 take pictures which become memories or uh, frames of time. So does your mind work the same way where you uh, you remember people in pictures? Uh, that too, and um, I'm always fixated when I see a certain object. I always have my camera with me, and I like to take that Ooh. certain picture, uh, whether it's nature or architecture or, yeah, like mostly a lot of architecture, but a lot of nature and um, and events that's happening around town too as well. Yes, yes. It's just like the picture behind you, I assume? That's like... Yeah. This was taken in Westport. Yeah, that's a... That's, the, that's a, mm-hmm. a walk, uh, like a path like a walk path right above the uh train track yeah it's a work it's a workout yeah. station now people will run up and down all the time on that now yeah well i'm afraid of heights i'm petrified of heights so <laughs> you would never see me go up on top of that thing yeah. so oh no this is the wow. only angle you'll get <laughs> mm-hmm. i like it the perspective is good oh thank you so what would happen if damian calls you and says hey let's go for a helicopter ride um uh make sure that i'm buckled up <laughs> i would not well well the thing is like i don't mind i love flying though so oh, um okay. i like to get the window seat which is mm-hmm. strange <laughs> but uh yeah when i'm going to a provincial park like kakabaka falls or Wilmette canyon mm. i'm just like shaking because i believe it it is the freakiest <laughs> Oh, it is just freaky and very sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it is. Do you think I've I've talked about this actually, like with Lisa, my wife, the other day, and we were like, "Who's not afraid of heights? Like, who is not afraid of heights? And is it just because people became or conquered their fear, or are we all? And is this just something that is in us? Well, I don't. Yeah, I think we're trying to overcome our fear of heights, but um, it just doesn't work for me. Mm, yeah. Do like, you... I go up on a stepladder, like, I'm just shaking. Like, I just want to get down from there. <laughs> like, just, like, one, not one, but, well, two or three steps. When I'm up on the third step, Ooh. I'll just be, oh, but... I'm going down. Like, I just cannot take it. Yeah. And the thing is, I went, not only do I went up to... uh the crazy parks, but I went up on the Eiffel Tower and then the Empire State Building. You did? And, yeah. And mm. it was it was scary, but the thing is, it was worth going up there because you get a nice view of whether you're in Paris or any of the bigger cities in the world. So it was pretty yeah. cool. Paris, the city of love. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and, it's windy up there, right? Uh. I spent eight years since I was there, so mm. it it was. I guess it was a little bit windy, though. But there was a pixelated glass, though, too, as well, so you could feel safe, too, as well. Mm, okay, I've never been. I drove by. Oh, I said, "Screw this!" No, I didn't. But I was like super small. I was. We oh. were. We were. My parents sometimes. I grew up in Germany, so it's, okay. So it's like a, a baseball toss over to France, and we uh, we drove there through to the sea on the other side it's yeah. quite nice there and i only just like remember 
look, there it is. And then I look and then it's, oh, oh, gone. All right. Good. Oh. <laughs> I, saw, I saw it once. Nice. I'm good. What part of Germany are you from? Uh, Dortmund. Okay. It's close by nice. Cologne. That one, Cologne. Have you been? Uh, nope. But I went to Munich, St. Gore, and Berlin. Oh, very nice. And also um, uh, Dresden. Uh, mm. Is it Dresden? Like, I forget the name again. No, it's, it's perfect. Uh, the pronunciation is on point. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, I was at those four cities when I was on a European tour. I went there twice, and Germany is one of my favorite spots to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dresden is very old. You know, there's a lot of history there. Really, really interesting history yeah. there. Uh, I have never been to Berlin. That's, a, that's on me, you know. I grew up in the capital, still was a different city, and then they moved it. Oh. Yeah. I should probably know this, but I'm Canadian now. <laughs> I'm a Canadian. I don't know much about my geography. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we, we, we are here, and Thunder Bay is a nice place. Yeah. What did you do in Munich? Oktoberfest? Uh, no, I was on a, it was a Kentucky tour. So, um, mm. I was there in 2013 for the summer. And then five years later in 2018, I was, uh, back to Europe again, just to go there a little bit longer and explore more of certain countries I've never been to. Yeah. It's... And of course it was a photo opportunity for me to see what was around me. Yeah. Is, is that important to you capturing those moments? It is, yeah, because I'm always fixated with uh, certain things. Uh, uh, Sometimes, like think when I whenever I see something, I get distracted from reality, though. So yeah, but that's normal because um, I'm diagnosed with autism dis- um, autism spectrum disorder, so okay. I do get distracted and lose concentration on stuff. So um, mm. and it's always um, it's always like that throughout my whole life, though. So okay. it's um. Yeah, that's like, I also don't know, like, I've been thinking about this too, creativity and having that eye and creating, you know, it's, it's, it's very special capturing this and having the ability to do that because some people are logical and other people are emotional. How would you say that? There's a word for it, right? Um, it's it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, feeling driven by feelings, emotional. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, like it's it's mostly excitement though too. But there's a couple of times where there's things that got a little bit emotional, which was taking pictures of uh Buckingham Palace and the Eiffel Tower. I mean, not well, uh, maybe the Eiffel Tower, but also um the Notre Dame church. And that mm. was one year before the fire wow. happened. Then one year before, eh? Wow. Yeah. That's good for your health then. Mm-hmm. And but you... I didn't go inside though, but it was just the exterior that I took. Yeah. Because that's never going to be the same anymore again. No. No. I've read an article about the, tr- the, the wood they used because it was so ancient. The trees were still so big and you can't even get trees that were that big nowadays anymore in Europe. No. It's it's over. That's crazy. And then they had that lead poisoning. Where? Because it was in the roof, the metal. Okay. 
And then with the fire, it's just and was fine dust and all in that area. The kids with they would play or you know, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, it's just weird what people could discover. It's yeah, it's um, it's underneath it's us. Mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, it's you know. The cities that like Rome, Rome is built on a city on a city. It's like there's like there's more stuff underneath, and that must be everywhere, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you growing the beard back? Yes, I'm growing the beard back. <laughs> well, <laughs> plus with the weather we're having, might as well grow the beard back. <laughs> Good, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you. It's amazing how a beard changes you. Mm -hmm. And this, this was, is actually not applicable to you. I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. I didn't know if you want to say something. Sometimes oh, hard over Zoom. No worries, stop it. The um, like for you, age wise, like shaven or not, it's almost the same. I feel like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy. That's rare. Yeah. <laughs> When when I shave my beard off, I look like a puppy. I look like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a totally it's so different. It's just like I can't believe it. And, but that's how it is. Well, it's, um, mm. well, I think everybody. Well, yeah. When I shave, it's like I feel I look younger though. But mm. I want to grow the beard just so I could keep warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, do you like living in Thunder Bay? I do. I grew up in uh, Kakabaka Falls since I was 14 years old. And uh, then my parent, me and my parents, they moved to Thunder Bay. We moved to the city when I was 14, just before I started high school. Yeah. That's good. Mm -hmm. So that was, was it a big change for you in a way? Uh, it was, yeah. Because when you're in the city, you do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I feel like, and, especially in the country too, right here, it's so, it's like you can really disconnect. Yeah. It's like a different world. You drive out and then you disappear. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I've always said that I want to live in the country, but then I realized, mm, I for me, I prefer personally prefer living in the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too right now. I feel like it's my change. But but right now, city is where it's at. Yeah, definitely. It's mostly for the kids, though. Like, and then the podcast is kind of good too because then I don't have to get Starlink. <laughs> What's that? Because then I don't have to get Elon's internet because you know the the reception out there. If I would do it remotely, it's not so good. No, you can get satellite internet now, which is like the beta phase for. Starlink, those are those little ass um, satellites he shoots into space. Okay. Yeah. So, but some friends of mine have it now. They signed up for the beta, and they're getting like higher speed than the people in the city. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. That's actually good. Yeah, it's very much to connect and have access to information. I think that's very, very important nowadays. And communication. It's not anymore just information, right? No. And that's the thing, though. With Now with this pandemic, like, 
for education purposes and work purposes, like we need it more than ever. And um, I just can't imagine going back 20 years or 30 years while people are using dollop. Mm -hmm. Like that is, oh, I just, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what we nowadays can do. Like I'm an average Joe and I have a podcast studio now and I can broadcast. And it's just like, it's just, it's a couple cameras, a mixer, a microphone, Mm -hmm. a switcher. And here we go. That's it. Yeah. That's exactly (laughs) what you mean. (laughs) It's like anybody can do this now. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Oh, sorry. And I'm still trying to figure out a little bit of the Zoom situation. <laughs> like the only thing with Zoom, like I only do audio sometimes, but mm. you know, uh, but I'm starting to get used to it though. Yeah, the the kids do Team, so there's the the Microsoft and the Zoom. Okay, mm. you gotta pick your party. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised Apple didn't release something, but they have FaceTime. But I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, what, they what, could. Uh, they could merge. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Just buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Flop. <laughs> Put out the pocket. There it is. The big money pocket. So, <laughs> do you are you a Microsoft enthusiast or like what kind of environment do you work in OS? Um, I I'm an Apple person, mm-hmm. and I should be eating more apples though. Yeah, <laughs> that's what the doctor says, right? Yes. Uh, but i started using apple when i was in college though so uh when i was about 20 i bought my first apple uh laptop nice so that way i could use that computer to do some editing and some photoshop for school and um i had it since like so uh for about seven years and yes and i kind of went to shit and bought myself from a new <laughs> laptop. And, and then a couple of years after I bought my second laptop, I bought myself a Mac mini just to uh, yeah, work good. on a bigger screen. Yes. Because my eyes were getting sore by this little mm. computer that I'm using. Yeah. I thought that too, like for editing for the podcast, I always thought, yeah, just a, just a laptop or a MacBook or whatever is good enough. But you know, once you go back with the screen, you don't go back. Mm-hmm. You just, just too nice. You know, and seven years is a long lifespan for a laptop. If you think about it, it was, but I did have to, um, but yeah, like once it started acting up, I'm like, okay, I'm going to new computer. Like I just can't live without a computer. Yeah. Did you? Because with editing too, as well, like I just, oh, it was just, I felt empty. <laughs> yeah. How much do you edit a day? Big part? Yeah. How much do you edit? Like every day, I guess, I um, assume? Uh, every day. Uh, when, and maybe sometimes I take a break for a couple of days. It depends on how many projects I work on. Mm-hmm. Do you feel sometimes you push yourself too hard? Like we live in this society now where I feel like a lot of people always say, work harder, do more, you can do better, you know, just do another one. It's, um, but I feel like, no, just take the day off, you know, if you don't want to, this, just, just let them do it, you know, just do you. <laughs> well, I like to uh, get things done. So uh, there are days that I want to get a project done and there are days that I procrastinate. So mm-hmm. that's 
normal for any artist, actually. Yeah, it's a recharge. Yeah. I think that's really important. Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting to see if you talk. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to read you better because I, yeah. I feel I feel every time I do this I feel really bad so I apologize again. Oh no worries. <laughs> you give me heck, okay? You can swear on this podcast. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> tell me, shut up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so for you, I feel you found a balance in. You found something that works for you in a way where you have your creativity and then you know how to say, okay, that's it, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I try to been figuring it out. And yeah, pretty much it. <laughs> how do you feel about the technology that, it, you know, the gear you work with it has been also becoming so accessible? And there's a lot of people who, you know, they are picking it up and they're, 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 they're finding it and they're using it. I find like in the city we have a lot. Artist is huge, like being an mm -hmm. artist. And then also a photographer is like, that's a lot of, that's very competitive, isn't it? Uh, people say it's competitive. It could be competitive, but, uh, but also uh, I think it's like a, a team effort too as well. Because I think we nice. uh, learn from each other too as well. Nice. And I've learned from so many photographers too as well that um mm. and the techniques that they use. So it's so I would say that we're competitive. I wouldn't be a competitor. Like I call them as teachers, let's say that. <laughs> yeah. I like that perspective a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm, there's there's podcasts are not like comparable to like volume of what you guys do or girls, right? I use that word all the time. You so for me, you know, there's a couple people that I know that do podcasts, but there's probably more. And we always like, hey, you need this, you need that. What about this? And how about that? We, I think it's a, kind of the same community where it's supportive. Mm -hmm. And I like that a lot. I agree. Because uh, it's comp competition, like there's such thing as healthy competition. But like when it's competitive, where sometimes it could get a little bit uh, dramatic or just mm. confrontational. It's a negative too as well. Like I'm not a fan of, like I do not like that type of stuff, like where it's negative. Yes. That's, that's awesome. I have huge respect for that. Do you, so what do you use? You know, Kaylee is all about Nikon. Jason is about Nikon. What are, what's I've up with you? I'm a Nikon user. Nikon again! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding! <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> cool. Well, this, well, I was uh, actually about 10 years ago, I got my first camera, my very own camera, and it was a Nikon, and it's a Nikon D5100 uh, DSLR camera. And nice. uh, so I just been fiddling around with it, growing parts of the city. Well, mostly it was. Um, Chippewa Park, yeah. But um, and then a couple, and then a couple of years later, I bought myself a Nikon D fifty three hundred because I needed a backup camera, uh -huh. which is because the D fifty one hundred it was at the shop for a few weeks, and I, then I realized, oh shit, I need to get another camera for backup <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because like I felt 
oh, it was just, I didn't felt right not having a camera. So I bought my D5300 and then a wide lens too as well. So I could um, get wider shots too, because I love taking pictures of the landscape too as well. Yes. Yeah, you do that quite amazing. Like one of your recent posts, you have the, uh, you have a church there, the historic church at Fort William First Nation. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And then you have, where's this? Beautiful lakes appear at Fort William First Nation. It looks yeah, like, I've, that's crazy. Look at this. I've never been to this. Yeah. Oh, this <laughs> yes, I actually yeah, never been to that part of the Fort William First Nation. So this was like a new, this was the first time I was there. And also, it was a foggy day, so everything was clearing up, and there was nothing. There was a whole bunch of mist that was just moving away, and then all of a sudden we got the blue sky. Crazy. And then the sun. What a timing. It was a perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. What day? What daytime was it? It was uh, around around noon, afternoonish. Mm. And. Um, this was taken on my latest camera that I got in around September, October. It was the Nikon C50 mirrorless. Oh, okay. Mirrorless now. Nice. Yes. Mm. Well, because I needed a mirrorless camera and a lot of photographers, like they had the high definition, uh, like a 4K camera. And I'm like the one who doesn't have one. So, uh, yeah. So I had to, mm-hmm. well, I needed, because I was planning on getting one a couple of years ago, but yeah. I just, procrastinated as usual <laughs> yeah well, you you let the, all the other guys get some the girls and then you they figure it all out and they make it better and better and then you pick it up and then it's all yeah it's all finalized yes hmm. because um because uh, with the d5100 and the d5300 you could get high quality video but you did not get great slow motion shots Ooh. slow motion video mm. And so I wanted to use the slow motion just to uh, get a nice smooth textures and a, just the smooth texture. Like it's what I was hoping to get and that's yeah. exactly what I wanted. That's perfect. That's awesome. Slow motion is the best. Yes, it is. How much do we miss during the day with our eyeballs? It's crazy. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun, even on the phone. Like, it's probably not comparable at all. But, I mean, when I record the kids on slow-mo or they do something, it's it's amazing. And the sound, too. It is it's actually crazy. It's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm not going to criticize it, like, when you capture uh, videos on the smartphone because you get the quality and... Um, mm. And it's fun for all ages. That's a good point too. I find like they are catching up. What's your perspective on? Do you think ever, it will ever replace the camera in itself, or it's always going to be a separate device? It's. I think it's always going to be a separate device. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is is that because you're very loyal, or is that because that's your opinion? Well, that's my opinion mm-hmm. because I know a lot of people will be using. Uh, the regular cameras, like I'd be using it no matter what. And yeah, um, yeah I'm using it. I know too. people, would, and a lot of people will use their phones. And I shoot photos on my phone too sometimes when I do a panoramic shot. Mm. That's the only time I use uh my phone is a panoramic shot. Okay. They don't mm. do that on the cameras. Uh, 
Well, the camera, I don't do panoramic on my cameras though, but like you got to take a one shot and then you got to move another position and then, yeah, you stitch but, it. and then you stitch it up. And, yeah. But I just prefer using my phone and it's also one of the most, it's also a complicated thing to do though, because you got to make sure that you're getting the right angles and make sure that nothing's cut off. But I was, when I was in Germany, it was actually part of the Berlin wall. I would say Mm -hmm. I was doing a panoramic shot of it. And then I could just see people's heads being cut off and, it's just it was cringeworthy to see though but it was um interesting yeah yeah, so that was one of the biggest cons of shooting panoramic on my phone that's awesome i did it too when it came out and i was i tried it out and i was somewhere like at uh in a break room and it's like it totally makes no sense like the wall was away for me like for two meters and then the aisle was like all the way down and and i did like this Mm-hmm. And then, like all the the tiles were all off centered, but it was just the possibility Ooh. to do that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's this feels a lot like aug- augmented reality, you know. Do you think that's maybe next in the cameras? You're gonna take pictures of something that's being put there by technology, and you. I don't. Man. I don't know. Like I'm trying not to. Think, <laughs> I'm trying not to think much about the future because there's more trends that are coming in that uh, that people are going to follow. And mm. and I'm a late bloomer when it comes to updated technology and mm-hmm. the latest trends. And I'm just like, eh, I would just be this old fashioned guy who just yeah. does a lot of, yeah. Why is that? Um. Well, I. Usually I don't like change, so um, mm. I like to, um, yeah, like for uh, cameras, like I'll still have my D fifty one and D fifty three hundred there. I still think they're irreplaceable. So yeah, and um, yeah, there's like there is a couple of things I like to get though, like whether it's a latest tripod or mm. anything like that. I'm just I'll just wait and then. Once everything gets cheaper, that's the thing, though. <laughs> I know. And that, that's actually really smart. It's the same thing with the video games. You know, they come out, they're like 100 bucks now with tax. And then, you know, you wait six months and you pick it up for 20 bucks. Mm. <laughs> that's why I still play with my Nintendo 64 because Not. that is that never gets old. I played with it when I was a kid and... And knock on wood, it still works. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, I prefer sticking with the um, mm. old-fashioned video games myself. <laughs> so Nikon is then for you, is that's a very traditional, very old, right? A very early. Nikon is like, it's like, a, it's a leader too, probably. It's very, it's a very, mm, how is it? appreciated company for what they do with the cameras, right? Mm-hmm. Like I use Nikon no matter what though. My uh mom had a Nike my mom has a Nikon camera just like me. So it's like mm. so I would say it's running it runs the family. So um I'm gonna stick with Nikon no matter what. Makes sense to me. 
I like it. Welcome to the club. I'm all Sony here tonight, as always. <laughs> and that's the fun- <laughs> and that is the funniest thing with um, the local photographers when we get together when we're at events. Like we always joke about, oh no, it's a person with a Sony camera and Shit. oh man, not a uh, <laughs> Canon. Oh, but Nike. Are you, I mean, not Nike. Oh, not Nike. That's a clothing brand. Uh, the Nike. Not oh, there's that Nikon. Oh man, mm, <laughs> but yeah. it's but it's all fun. It depends on. Yeah, I'm I'm the Nikon. I'm a Nikon user. I love that. You know. It's good. It's good to poke a little bit fun, and you know, you, uh, there's a community, and you guys come together, and that's mm. I love that you folks. And now, also, I wanted to ask you, mirrorless. Then, is that something you like? It? Do you like that new stuff, or is it like Ooh, I, this is different? I actually really enjoy it. It's um, it's a lightsaber, definitely, because um, it's just to me, it's easier though, because you get to. You get a choice to look through the the viewer, and then also you get to look at the screen too as well. Yeah. So it's um like it gives you options too. So that's um that's a life changer and a lifesaver too as well. Ah, so it's like flexibility as well. Oh, definitely. Nice. But uh, but I'm definitely I'm planning. But I'm planning on getting a uh, like a little video screen just to attach to my camera, so that way I'll put it on top of it, and I'd get to see a much better uh, quality mm. too as well with the screen. So that way, um, if I'm using my um, my jib, because like the jib covers the screen on my camera, so it's like uh, complicated. It's very difficult to see what the what the preview looks like so once um i save some money but i've been looking at prices though too as well that's the one thing about uh devices though and also Mm -hmm. technology like some could be expensive some could be uh less expensive or cheap but um it's always it's about figure it's a yeah it's about how you spend your money on a certain item Yeah, that's a good evaluation, you know. You, you, yes, you have a certain budget. You have this, and how are you going to spend it? What mm-hmm. is the priority, and how is this? Are you going to stick with the brand name, or are you going to do something else? And then I, for myself, I, I need to get a cable, and I can't even get it locally because I need it to be really long. And may, oh, okay. Maybe there is a shop, but I'm not aware. And now with stage one, you can go places. And I checked the place out, and I was like, "Hey, I need this, and it needs to be 25 feet." <laughs> oh, well, that's the thing, though. Like, I'm just happy everything is getting a little bit better because, like, there's a couple of things that I need to get. Like, yes, I need to get new, new um, headphones too, as well that mm. I'm using right now, yes. and uh, I needed a jack for my phone because. Uh, it's it's always these little things though and i just don't trust shopping online because you you, you might get the right item you might get the wrong item yeah. and then you have to ship it to somewhere and it's crazy yeah mm. i just that's like my uh biggest pet peeve about shopping online because i might get the wrong item yeah yeah you want to make sure you get the right stuff that's a crucial yes I got the I, I got the wrong cable and I didn't open up the package because like I had a timeline and I knew when I w- would be able to get camera four 
and I got camera mm-hmm. four now, and I had it all set up. If the, I bought the tripod first, I bought the battery pack first, I bought what else? Uh, the cable, and but I didn't open up the cable, the package. I just put it in the box. I have a cable uh, box under the table. There's all my all uh-oh. my stuff that I don't use. And then I've, the day was here. Let's open it up, and I open it up, and it's there's a micro HDMI and a mini HDMI. Yeah, you know that, right? Um. I'm not good with names though, but I just know that there's too many cords. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like you just got to look at what the item is. You just need to see the slot. And then, mm. yeah, like this is why I'm happy everything's back together. Uh, everything's getting back to normal a bit because I could go shopping and find the right item that yes. I need because it is just frustrating because I don't want to waste money on an item that uh, that won't usable so it's mm-hmm. yeah i think yeah. i think we're all glad you know stage one where we can go places and catch up on the stuff that we needed for so long that's good and it seems like everything is safe and we're good and i'm just happy to see that more vaccinations are coming through um because last friday on the 18th i ended up getting my second vaccination awesome and it was definitely a Happy day for sure. Yeah. Except that my arm was fucking sore. So it was like, oh. So yeah. I had to take Tylenol and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it got better. So that's the best. So that was a side effect that I was aware of the, getting the second vaccination was you get a sore arm, you might feel a bit dizzy. And, um, mm-hmm. but it was that sore arm that was just, but that means it works. And, I feel safe and that's good. Feels like I want a million bucks. Yeah. I, you know, I got one shot so far. Mine is my second is somewhere in September, I think, but they're moving oh. things up. So we will see. Yes, we will see. And, you know, I, my arm was sore for 24 hours and then it went away. Mm. Well, that's good. Yeah. Cause the one thing I wanted to do once this, um, once everything's open, I'm going back to Europe again. Okay, I'm nice. gonna go for. I'm hoping to go for two months. Ooh, what? Wow. Yes. <laughs> well, can I? I gotta tell you something because yes. I was actually going to Europe for the third time in last April of 2020. Oh wow! And then uh, around middle of March, I get a letter that says, "Yep, yeah, uh, your trip's canceled." I'm like, uh, "Well, I know it's gonna happen," and plus. I want to be safe too as well. So sure. I ended up getting the credit from Kentucky because I was going to do a Kentucky tour again for the uh. third time. And luckily I have a credit for that. I got money back from uh, Air Canada, which is good. Yeah. And um, but yeah, so I've been saving money and what I'm gonna do is um once everything's open, once everything is safe, now that I'm fully vaccinated, yeah, you're good to I'm go. Go on another venture of a lifetime. Wow. Yeah, you really like Europe and traveling then. I love it. <laughs> yeah. What does it do to you? What is what is what is the feeling? It's it's just like it's like like you're a, a you just leave your hometown and you leave all your worries and uh you're in this uh new place or a similar place. Mm-hmm. Um and it was just you just explore and it's yeah it's definitely and you learn a lot from different cultures too as well and um 
plus like i like to learn about like i'm a history like no, i'm not a history buff but i like to mm-hmm. learn more about the history about certain things yeah and um like the stuff you see on tv or in magazines or in books and um and it's right there like it's right in front of your eyes and it's like one of it's definitely um hands down uh life experience once a lifetime opportunity too as well yeah i think so it's like a different world right you step back you go somewhere and then you you have an experience you as well i think for you it's different because you you know in a in a really good way where you capture it there's an there's another addition to it some people just go to the beach right let's go to france mm-hmm. hang out there and play, play some volleyball beach volleyball right you've been playing mm-hmm. and other people just like they they really they're in a different zone they go there and they know like oh wow there's another castle on the hill i wonder what that is they go up and maybe they can go into it Uh, and also i noticed that too like uh when i was on tour groups people wanted to go shopping they just want to do a lot of drinking but um for me i like to have a couple of drinks but um mm-hmm. i like to explore more on my own and um from looking at the just seeing different landscapes and also trying the different good cuisines there too as well yes yeah venture off the beaten path mm-hmm. yeah so you is so allow me to ask if that's not appropriate you just tell me you just tell me no michael uh so d- are you going by yourself then Uh, yeah, I'm a yeah. I like to travel by myself though. So, yeah. except my uh, sense of direction is not the best <laughs> because, <laughs> well, when I was in London for the second time, the first thing I wanted to see was to look at Big Ben. Except that it was under construction with this because they're fixing the clock. So, yes. um, but then because I would want to go there because it's the central part of London and I, I agree. And I could easily travel on the side of the River Thames. Mm-hmm. And um, except I didn't, my first stop wasn't at the Big Ben or Westminster Abbey. It ended up being St. Paul's Cathedral, which mm. was a little bit further. <laughs> and so um, after I, uh, but that was good though, because I needed to go a little bit further to see the Tower Bridge too, as well. And yeah, as well as the Tower beautiful. of London. Yeah. And um, then I just went back to the other side to see big ben and then yeah so it's just about the good old river thames mm-hmm. it's like they it is pretty much <clears throat> just stick with it <laughs> that's nice so th- that's that makes you an explorer then uh, i would say so yeah <laughs> i think so i've been to i i you know we i my parents sent me to trips to england because my english was so well not and <laughs> You know, and which is big help. And looking back, it's, it's it was a perfect experience. To I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was was different. And you know, I we went to London once for a day trip or so, or two days. Or I think it was mm-hmm. a day trip. Okay, I remember the time I went and walked up to Buckingham Palace, and the gates were closed for me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, and you know, I saw those the 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 Swiss. Is this the Swiss guys? No, is that the Vatican? No, the Vatican. Uh, that's the Vatican. Yeah, they, uh, it's the Swiss. Yeah. and I think 
there's a thing called meat eaters. I think they're in the Tower of London. Yes. And this is why we need Google just to figure <laughs> out what is the name for the guards at Buckingham Palace called. And then yeah. they just come right up. The beef eaters. Oh, yeah. Beef eaters. Um, they only eat beef. Right? <laughs> what a diet. Wish. Not a healthy diet. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people just eat meat only. Like it's they're carnivores. Yeah, carnivore diet. It's like okay. Supposedly, it's like people swear by it, other don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. No, I don't. Mm. I don't. Yeah, there's just certain things that certain diets that work. They don't work, and some you should just stay out of it. Yeah, I like my gummy bears. You know, also mm. yummy. And I love my potato chips. Potato chips. What flavor? Uh. I like all dress chips and mm. the Doritos. Yeah. And um, yeah, those are my favorite to eat. Mm-hmm. Hot sauce? But, uh, I don't put hot sauce in it uh, on chips, but I do put hot sauce on um, on meals, mostly chicken. And uh, also I put hot sauce on um, butter chicken too as well. Ooh, nice. That's a good call. And of course I use uh, heartbeat hot sauce. Mm-hmm. Just because I support local and as well as hooligan fuel too as well. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. The, the uh, I have to talk to you about this post you made with the Reface app. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So because you you know technology and that's I know you said you don't worry you don't no that's not the, how you said it but like you oh. future is off limit or whatever but you just you do you how are you right now but the re- reface app is kind of cool right it is spooky mm. <laughs> especially if you are a character from a popular movie or tv show it is so addicting mm-hmm. and then that's when people say cut it out <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But um, I enjoy it though, and plus, I grew up with watching Edward Scissorhands too, as well, and a lot of movies though. Yeah. Well, because TV and movies, like when I was, because I was diagnosed with, diagnosed with autism, like when I was uh, getting a speech, uh, because I was never a talker though, so mm. I went to speech therapy just to um, just to overcome the syndrome. But um, yeah. movies and TV were definitely a um, we're definitely helping where it was definitely helpful and useful. Uh, and also <laughs> it was, and also educational too, as well, because <laughs> in 1997 there, uh, Ontario, there's a teacher strike. And so my family, we had cable. And um, so, yeah, the, one of the shows <laughs> that I, me and my sisters watched uh, daytime was the Jerry Springer show. <laughs> Okay, I'm not familiar. Very edu- it was a very, it's a very educational show. <laughs> All right. Oh god, no, it's. Okay. But no, it was like I was little though. Like I didn't know that type of TV existed. Oh, but then realized that as an adult, mm. yeah. And mm. then once I was once as a teenager and adult, I realized that is the most trashiest show that should never be put on TV. Mm. And but yeah, but. But yeah, like film and TV, it really helped me overcome with autism too as well. And also that's when I decided to uh, work on film too as well. Um, as just when I, after finishing high school, 
Okay, let's talk about this. Because, yeah. it, you know, I like that movies are inspirational for you and you, you know, and they help. I think, I think that is true for me too. And it, you, it says here on your profile, award-winning filmmaker. So that now I'm impressed. Oh. Well, this was um, from a, a documentary I, did, I thought I did. It was called Autistic Artistic. It's about uh, how the arts really help with people with autism, but as well as people with mental disabilities too as well. Nice. Mm -hmm. So a, I premiered you, the film at Bay Street Film Festival, which is now Fox Pathway Media Arts Festival. And um, yeah, so um, it was, this is a, a very interesting story. I actually got the grant from entering a contest called Hatch a Film Film Contest. So you pitch an idea, a film idea for uh, a documentary or yeah, for a documentary. And then uh, I presented in front of out of town filmmakers. And plus um, I was in a comp in a competitive group of people who were competing for the prize. Wow. And then when I, um, when they announced that, because I was pitching my idea about a film about autism and the arts. Uh, then once the, the judges uh, tallied their, well, not tally the votes, but like when they were just thinking about who should win. And so I'm just a nervous wreck because I do not do well presenting. I am mm. a nervous wreck. Okay. Always. Um, I'm a shy person though. So it's... Um, sure. So I just speak gibberish. <laughs> well, not gibberish, but yeah. I... Um, I understand. I, I I get nervous too, you know? It's just like it's like it's being human. It is. Yeah. And so when one of the judges uh went up on the microphone that says we unanimously decided that the award goes to Keegan and I was uh sitting with my mom. My mom was right beside me and I was like Did she say my name? I was like completely. I was so dazed and confused because I was that never happened to me before. And then, uh, oh, so one beautiful. year later, uh, but I did a little choke though because I wanted to thank after I thanked the judges for uh, choosing me for choosing my idea. Um, I went up to the microphone and I went up and said. I like to thank the Academy <laughs> yes. because it was just, because that was just like, I don't know. Do you do that type of stuff? But yeah, you got it. It was, um, <laughs> you got it. You know, who, who cares? <laughs> so a year later, I made the film during the summer of 2015. And then, okay. Hang I on really, one second. You, so you got the, you got the project lined up, you got it all right. And what was your role then? Like this? I was a director and then i was uh and i was asking the interviews i made a list of interviews and also i worked on a little bit of the camera too as well wow okay and um and so like that was in the summer of 2015 and then we released it at basery film festival which is now fox popular media arts festival mm. and um i would yeah so after i presented my film they did a quick q a and um All of a sudden, I ended up getting a standing ovation from the audience, and I ended up tearing and crying because I never, yeah, like I never yes. felt like that before. So it's amazing. And then a couple of days later, I just found out that my film was number one for the People's Choice Award. So that was, um, so I felt like I was, so that was, um, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that overwhelming? Oh, it was definitely overwhelming. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was like, like it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, it was mind blowing without a doubt. It's beautiful. How much time did you do? Like how much time, how much time was it? How many mm, hours or weeks or months did you shoot? And then how much time did you edit? It was uh, one, two, like approximately three or four days of interviews, mm-hmm. which is a couple of people, which is like four or five people are interviewed. And then I got some B-roll too as well to uh, get footage for uh, footage. Because yeah. um, if somebody's talking, that's called B-roll. So I captured some B-roll and something that would fit for, um, that would be fitting for the subject. And uh, yeah, like I was... And it took a few days just to edit. And then I uh, did, <laughs> and plus with the extra time that I had, I uh, did the design layout for the DVD cover and as well as a DVD sticker too as well. Yes. Because what I did was just, I just drew some musical notes and just worked with Adobe Illustrator. And because that was that time, because uh, it was a year after, like, because I was in college at that time. So I was studying interactive media for mm. three years. And uh, so after I finished my first year in interactive, interactive media, that summer, I started working on the film. Wow. And plus with the media, with the interactive media development program, like it really did a lot for um, helping me promote my work and as well as films too as well. Yeah, because you need a lot of knowledge too, right? Uh, yes, because... I wanted to, because I like to uh, expand my media art skills because uh, after I graduated in the film production program in 2010, a few years I was working for, looking for work. And plus I had an office administration background too as well, because right after high school, I I just want to go to college because I did not want to take a fifth year in high school. Mm. I hated high school. So I just want to go to college just to learn something and, find some employment decent employment and then after office administration i took film program the film program because i realized you know what i'm going to take the film program because um why not and also i learned a lot met great people i had great instructors and i had great instructors as well as um from the interactive media program and like yeah so i was um and after a few years well yeah, let's go a little bit back. After I graduated from the film program, I've been looking for employment, but not really stable employment. I've been doing some contract work, mm-hmm. but um, then I realized I might as well go back to school because I wanted to take a couple of courses, but nothing was offering. So the only option I had was to go back to school full time for three years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. What did, you, and, what did you pick? I picked uh, interactive media development okay, program. That's what you did. Yes, that's right. So, like after film production program, after I graduated office administration, I realized I might as well go back to school again just to expand mm. my skills. And then after I graduated, graduated with honors, and then not going back to school ever again. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Six years total is too much for me. Is it? It is. Like well, I. You know what they say? They say never say never. I know. I said that when I once I finish film, I'm not going back to school. And then, yeah, shit, well, not shit happens, but yeah, changes happen. So mm. I went back. Ah, you did. <laughs> but there's some stuff I need to learn, though. Like I like to 
learn more about business though, but I don't want to take a two or three for your uh, going back to school though. Like it's too much money and mm-hmm. it's, yeah. Yeah. That sounds like the community, you know, where you guys, I should stop using that. You folks work together and, you know, you all come together and talk about cameras. There's also mm-hmm. some people who have more background in certain areas too, right? Yeah. There's, there's like, it amazes me that there are circles and they they work together and they meet up and then they share the knowledge and each and every single one has a purpose, uh, a dedication, uh, something where they excel. Mm-hmm. That's really unique. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So... And the thing is, I like to work with some of this, uh, some of the photographers too, well, as well in the near future, and as well as local filmmakers too, as well, because um, I have an idea for a short film. Ooh. <laughs> My, and also, like to point out, I have a weird, weird sense of humor. So I prefer like just the most wackiest and the most cringeworthy situations ever. And so. Like I'm, I have this idea for a film where I want to create something that is just cringeworthy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's and, not, like comedians, comedy. Uh, or? A local act. Like I like to work with local actors, and it's a comedy too, as well. So um. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a story about the story I have in mind is about horrible local television shows that are just cringeworthy, and plus I get. Like I see that a lot of times. Like I see on YouTube, which is the go-to for me, is watching cringeworthy local television shows. Horrible! You're a fan of it too. Awesome. Cheers to that. Cheers to that. <laughs> But um, yeah, so it's um, it's a story about local. It's a big net of different local shows. So um, I've been, I had this idea for five years, and wow, I've been procrastinating it, like. And it's just, yeah, I slowly, slowly, slowly writing it down. And I have a mood board of, of pictures of cringeworthy characters that you see from the 80s, 90s, and mm. the early 2000s. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, so it's, that's another side project that I'm working on. Wow. But script writing is, well, my grammar is not the best. So script writing is a challenge though, too, as well. Yeah. Is it you have to have a certain style for that, right? There's a format you have to follow, I guess. Yeah, and also there's also these um, these grammar uh, people who are just so negative about like, oh, mm-hmm. this needs to have a column, this needs to have a comma, and yeah. but it's it's I'm not it doesn't bother me though because I could take criticism, but yeah, it's always it's a challenge though. So I'm gonna be mm-hmm. just like just like a resume, right? You have to. Well, you have they're to. the worst. <laughs> oh, they're the worst. The resume has to be like a certain way. Uh, well, I've been looking at different resume styles, though. And the mm. thing is, I'd rather prefer a resume where it's one page because I know employers, they'd rather look at one page than looking at a two page resume. And yeah. I have a one page resume where I could fit as much as I can. And just with my skills and my. Uh, employment history and education though too like that's what 
people need to see. And also I write the odd cover letter too as well, just so that I'm interested in this position. For sure. If you yeah. have more than one page, in my opinion, just write a book. <laughs> <laughs> and like people say that you got to make it fit on one page. I know. And the thing is like, I don't want people like the thing is it's good to make it more interesting. Like just have a different layout. Like, I have mine in certain blocks, so that way it's um, mm. easier to read, though. And um, but there are certain people that says like you need to have a two page, like. But, uh, like I just nah, <laughs> I just like I give up. Like I just rather do one page than a yeah. two pager. Yeah, and you know what? You if if you some people have a lot of experience, and you know we are young. I'm mm -hmm. young, maybe not so much, but like you're young. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, if you have, if you can't make it fit on a page, then that's what it is. That's okay too. I, but mm -hmm. I always try to if I do. But you know, I've because like that's like in Germany, even they put pictures on their resumes. I don't know if they still do that, but let's. That's like I really like that they don't do that in Canada because it's just like you know. Because it's so judgmental, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just well, there's headshots though too for resumes for actors and actresses. Yeah. Okay. How do you? What do you think about that? Well, it's important. I think it's important to have headshots for actors and actresses because you want to know what the person's going to look like on screen. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like when you're uh, applying for a job, whether it's when you're if you're in an office and nobody's going to see you, but when they're asking for a headshot, mm. like you might as well run like hell because like why would like this is just like a sign of um yeah like it's yeah i just i don't think that's right though it's inappropriate it is yeah for actors i can see it you know they you know you want to know if the rock looks like the rock if you ever yeah. if you know one day there's a movie about the rock way in the future <laughs> but yeah then you gotta know But, like, what do you like more? Do you like film more than photos? Um, I like both. Okay. Because I like capturing uh, something on video, um, especially with slow motion video. Because mm. once I bought my, Z, uh, my Nikon Z50 mirrorless, like, I was so happy to see that there was a slow motion, like, where you could shoot about uh, four times slower. And uh, yeah. because I shoot with uh, 24 frames per second, so I like the film quality. I'm usually I'm not a film I'm not a fan of shooting 60 frames per second because that's like a video that you see on certain cheesy sitcoms like Full House and mm -hmm. those type of shows. But I'm but I, there's a pros and cons about shooting at uh, 60 frames per second or 60 progressive. But I prefer shooting the 24 frames per second just because of the film quality because just with the motion too as well like just the motion of the film and all that yeah i But do the, the same well, like my cat the my cameras are set for 24 okay and 1080 okay. i got the uh sony a6400 okay i could do 4k it has but so, you know then i need i need the whole basement will be storage for data Oh no. That's the biggest con about shooting 4K. Shooting 4K is nice on screen, but when you're editing, wow. It is wow. It's not fun. It's not fun. It would take well, I wouldn't say hours, but it takes longer and it's 
it heats up, it takes up so much room on your uh, hard drives, and yeah, it's not. Yeah, that's the biggest con. Yeah, then you need a powerhouse for editing. Yes, <laughs> it's crazy. I did the math because now, way back when I did in person last summer, by the way, which is like tomorrow is one year ago we started the show it's one year 124 episodes just plucking this in here <laughs> hey, by the way 24 is my lucky number <laughs> yeah 24 is a good number it is <laughs> yeah do you do you do you why is 24 a good number for you i don't know because usually 24 is i don't know I don't know. I just say it's a lucky number. <laughs> mm, because of Christmas Eve? Christmas? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I just think I like I just think randomly about numbers though. But mm. have you ever done being in your show is great. And plus being in your show is awesome and I'm just happy to be here. And it's being my number one twenty four is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's good, eh? That's good then. Wow. <laughs> Keegan, I'm honored that you're here with me tonight. Like, oh, yeah, anytime. Mm. Well, I will hold you accountable for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, once it's once we can do in person. I don't know if it's stage two or stage three. I have to do some reading because I want uh, I want to know when. Mm-hmm. So I have I got to do and look into it and find those podcasts. It's it's so hard about COVID though. Like there are certain places where there's they do stages, they do color codes, and like it is it's confusing. Like mm. it's confusing for me though too as well. Just trying to figure out um, is it safe or is it not safe? Like it's yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, it's changing too, right? Pity situations. We learn about it more. We have more knowledge than we had before, mm-hmm. and then you adjust what you know and how you do things. Mm-hmm. So you like both the same, directing and capturing video or photo, but also what? how do you like editing? How is editing going for you? Oh, I love the editing process. You do, eh? Yeah, I do. Huh. What's, what, what is it about? Because you put your, you put your signature on it? Uh, the signature? Well, I like to adjust things. Like I, whenever I'm doing a video, I like to do a certain cut and capture a... Uh, a reaction to as well yes and um and also what if, if i'm using certain music like i like to make sure that it fits with the beat and make sure it's at the right position because i do a lot of uh stuff where um i try to match like different cuts like whenever there's like another a drum beat like i go to mm-hmm. the next shot and yeah. um yeah i i i love that type of stuff but i'm just trying to figure out more about editing techniques too as well because Really, like learning as a photographer, there's always a learning curve. Yeah, you tell me. Mm-hmm. I I I can only imagine. Like I I've dabbled in the menus of those cameras, and I'm just like, no, thank you very much. <laughs> I still still do to this day. Just trying to figure out, okay, how come this is not set to manual or automatic? Like. I got to go back to the menu and then also I have to look on YouTube, my trusty friend YouTube, just to see um, what the hell is happening with my camera. Mm. Yeah, it's important to yeah. have that knowledge. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The The editing is 
you like it all then. You like it all. I do. Wow. <laughs> that's that's not often, I think. Really? I think some people, you know, hate editing maybe. Or, you know, they like more the moment of capturing. Mm -hmm. I think especially with video maybe. But you, you like it all. I do. And um, it's also, uh, it is a very stressful stage of... Um, the film production process is post-production because if you're exporting a video and if it turns into a shit quality, then you got to look through the certain, mm -hmm. <laughs> certain um, um, files that you're exporting it and make sure that they're, they're at the right um, frame rate or frame size. And, um, but um, I'm used to it though. So I yeah. figure out what, what to do now. Yeah. I've 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 dabbled like I produce ads for sponsors that nice. if, if they want to video and you know sometimes I use the same footage like I captured stuff I went there way back and now I I produced something I do like 10 15 seconds clips mm -hmm. and like I I was able to utilize the same capturing raw video multiple times to produce something totally different each time mm -hmm. and there was many things i thought and when i made the first one i would never use in the third one but i started to experiment and use it so it's really interesting it is hmm. like and then you say sometimes it's out of focus like i say that now it's out, like some of that was something out of focus and it would just capture it and but i then i started using that because it's kind of nice too in a way mm-hmm Well, I use some, but yeah, because I noticed that too with other uh, media artists, like they'd use like a out of focus uh, picture and then they would just use it as a filter for whatever. And um, yeah, just for design and just for design purposes though too as well. Mm. And also they do a lot of, um, a lot of crazy experiments with Photoshop because I do a lot of experiments with Photoshop. Mm. Um, but I had to make sure that the picture has to be a high quality picture everything has to be in focus too as well so of course and um but yeah it's it's all about experimenting because i just don't yeah i just had to make sure that it's in good um in good focus and also good lighting and also that's the thing about it though it's just trying to make sure that yeah. it's the right setting and if it's a little bit darker or overexposed i would just work with photoshop Okay. Yeah. So when you finish editing, is that then you were you were complete and you were happy? This is it? Or this, because let's, let me break this down for you once real quick. Mm -hmm. Because I talk to creators and some say there's never the perfect, you know, there's like just the time where it's okay, this is it. I got to let it go. Mm -hmm. Or do you, do you find perfection? Um, I usually find perfection Very mostly. Nice. And because I try to, Yeah, I like to make sure that it's a good setting and all that. And um but yeah, it's um but it's all about but it's about fun. It's about having fun too as well working on film because it is therapeutic for me to work on uh shooting film and taking photos too as well. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's just Yeah, like it's Yeah, like it really helps me a lot though too. I can see that. 
you know i can see the perfection in your work and i can see also that it is really close to your heart and it's like because you said everything is good what you do with it thank you it's um yeah like it's again like it again it's therapeutic it's therapeutic for me too as well because it's always good to go out of the house and uh just explore what's in your backyard or what's around town too as well and um But yeah, since there's like no events happening and no live music, That's right. like pretty much my photography work is pretty much the photography I do for my leisure time is going to a park or taking or doing street photography too as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. So if if you would get a phone call to be a director on a movie, is that a no-brainer or would you like, would you... What would you, what would happen? Oh, well, I gotta figure out what is a, what is this film about? Is it a documentary, or is it a fictional film, or is it a short film, or a feature length film? Like, mm. I like to uh, learn. I like to know a lot of the aspects of, of of the project that's happening. So, it's always good to learn about what what to expect, though. Yeah, I I appreciate that view. You know. You you got to know what you sign up for. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, because you don't know what would happen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The the how do you deal with stress? Um, I just uh, I just go for a walk, mm -hmm. pretty much, and just listen to music on my iPhone. Yeah. And you said you have your camera always on you. Well, not always on me, though. Because um, there are days where, well, if I go for a walk, like, I don't bring my camera with me. Like, I just listen to music. I just go to a park or, mm. yeah, just pretty much it. And watch YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. There is certain people, you know, and on YouTube, they, they did some vlogging and they have, like, one bigger camera. And then because it's always so big, though, they always have a smaller one, too. Just mm. that they have, like, always on them is that something you've been thinking about who inspires you too like do you where do you look for inspiration where is this coming from uh just for a video or um no, everything or everything um i don't know like there's a lot of stuff that inspire me to do like like it's it's a hard question to answer though so it's um, sure I, I ask hard questions all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's about, um, yeah, it's, that's always a hard answer. To, that's a hard question to answer. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's good to, I feel like in my way it has changed. I always felt like that, You know, I would define myself with personalities or like people that do something similar. But I, I'm started to let that go in a way where I want to do something more just for myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a really important progress for me to just like find, maybe find myself, you know? And, uh, That's that's good for me. I, f I feel like I find inspiration easy things. Today I was like, 
I was in the car and it rained and the way the pattern of the raindrops were on the windshield. They flew sideways first and then they just dropped <laughs> right on the windshield. Uh -huh. Just those small things lately have been capturing me and mm -hmm. I see beauty in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, weather does um, do that too as well. Like it's a, it's a calming, it's also a calming thing too as well. Mm -hmm. especially rain and even thunderstorms which is a thing that people find calming though too as well like i was afraid of them i was kind of a, i was afraid of them when i was a kid though but Me too. like when i'm as an adult i think wow like this is so cool like i'm just like what i'm it's i'm not instead of watching tv i would just go outside and look at the thunderstorm and just look at the bolts of lightning just flashing right yeah right and it's That's what I like. Mm -hmm. Do you like to do you like to enjoy the moment sometimes too, and not take a picture of it? Oh yeah, because um, I did try taking pictures of the thunder and lightning. Uh, it was a few days ago where, yeah, it was like it was on a Friday, so I was trying to get my camera. Then everything went so quickly. I'm just like, mm. I'm gonna forget it. I'm just gonna look at the sky and just enjoy it. Yeah. I think that's really important too. Mm -hmm. Do you, is that, how does that happen to you? You know, you are at a, a place, you capture it. Is that, is that the complete experience then? Or do you just like, after you're done, you sit down and you just put the camera away? Or how does that work? Uh, well, I take something that's interesting. I just, of course, uh, I sit down, just look through the photos and then just, um, Yeah, like I just like I, just, I feel happy when I take pictures, and it's also um, like again, it's therapeutic. And, and whatever, if I see something that I like, like I'll keep it in my uh, camera. And if there's something that I don't like, and and if it's whether if it's blurry or not in focus, I'll just delete it. But mm. I just feel it. It's a great feeling, though. That's for sure. Yeah. What do you What do you feel? Like you want to hunt waterfalls too? What's that? Like there's, there's this thing where people hunt waterfalls. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, they find them, they enjoy them, and then they go on to the next one and they have a list and then they just like work themselves through it. Is that something you would be inspired uh, to do? Uh, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I try taking uh, pictures of waterfalls too as well, but, <laughs> but I... And again, my sense of direction is the worst when it comes to finding these places, though. So it's. Hmm. Yeah, I'm amazed that you, you know, you go on those trips and then you're down in Europe and you're all by yourself and, you know, you. you well, know. I'm actually not by myself because I'm on a tour okay. uh, with a. Uh, 18 to 35 year olds so it's um ah. so i'm not by myself though okay. it's when i start when i arrive at europe like let's say i arrive in london i go there for a few days just by myself and just to explore more of the culture because everybody speaks english there so it's like uh <laughs> uh but yeah so it's um yeah like i prefer traveling by myself and mm -hmm. exploring different things by myself and but it's also i prefer meeting new people though so it's good Yeah, that's good that you point that out. Thank you. I apologize. Do you know, do you, 
I'm I'm amazed by that because I think it takes a lot to be somewhere and then just engage and be present with everything. Mm-hmm. I have huge respect for that. Okay, but I still have had to be in a group though because like if I'm going if I'm like somewhere in Rome or um, if I was somewhere in a strange city and people have better sense of directions, I'll just follow that person because I would have, because I'm looking at the map and I'm looking at the street signs because I know one thing in London, their street signs are on the building. They don't have like signs that are like that you see in Thunder Bay. Like they have them on the building and I'm just like, where the fuck am I? Like It is like, (laughs) this is like not good. Like I'm lost. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. See, that's what they need to do. You know, they need to put, augmented reality into the cameras of people that take pictures so that you know which street you are. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be good. It would be. <laughs> yeah, that's Nikon. Get on that right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Apple too. Well, but there is some, like if you take a picture, then it's, uh, it shows you on Google Maps like where you were though. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, I like guess, I don't use much of it though, but I'd rather stick with the old fashioned map. The maps? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, you are that explorer, Keegan. You are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I remember those days. You know, you always had this big, in German, they're called Atlas, A T L A S. And you know, they're, they're just a book full of maps and the mm-hmm. city. Circle, then the area bigger, then the highway bigger. It's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So you gonna you are you are itching to produce a short movie? Yes, uh, but the script is I'm procrastinating the hell out of that script though. Okay. And this is why I need to sit on the barbecue just to grill my ass so I could quickly write the stuff that I need to write yes. and put it on the paper on the or because i work on google docs though but i don't use word but yeah. just to write it down and have it printed have somebody proofread have it proofread and also hire the actors hire the crew too as well and um yeah make a okay yeah that's what, uh what i like to do once so, this pandemic is done all because right. once because uh, i was uh because once this pandemic hit in 2020 i wanted to like, I was like, okay, I could write a movie. Uh, that didn't happen because I think with this pandemic, I think it kind of, it drained a lot of creativity for yes. artists. So it was like, I'm, I was, I'm part of the, uh, I'm part of the bandwagon where I lost my creativity and yes. also just the ambition. And yeah, I totally was, understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is the priority on that? Is this like I'm going on the trip first or I'm going to get that short movie? What is, what's happening? It's it's hard to tell, though, because, okay. um, well, with July, yeah, it's just with summer and I just, yeah. I, I think summer also does take a lot of um, mm-hmm. creative energy, too, as well, because you want to just go camping and whatnot. Yeah. And, but 
yeah, we'll see how what happens. I love you. You know the way you leave everything open, and you just like you're not committing to anything, but you know you <laughs> you have your ideas, and you know what you're gonna do. I love that. You you are Thank very you. good. I I have huge respect for that, and you oh. know, leaving that open is always a good idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. And here I was thinking you would tell me and, you know, I'm going to do this first and that first. <laughs> <laughs> this is the release date and this is the plan. But that that's okay. I, I, But once this pandemic, like, again, like, once this pandemic is over, like, I would like to get together and meet with uh, creative human beings and just um, create something. And yeah. that's what I want to do in the... Yeah. And that's what I'm... That's I'm I'm doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. I talked to uh, Damien Bouchard earlier this couple of weeks ago. You know, he's a, also a content creator, an indigenous content creator, and he's like, he has also he's writing a short film too, and his plan is to do it and get it done this year. So mm -hmm. I always like, I love that stuff, mm -hmm. and we have it all here in Thunder Bay, and just like you doing it too. And you know it's happening. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I'm because um, this summer I'm also helping out with uh, Aaron G's uh, pandemic variety show. You are on it. Yeah, but I'm. Uh, well, I'm not the actor, but I'm working behind the scenes of it, though. So Ooh, most important. I'm, oh, I'm I'm happy. You guys just did day. a shoot, right? This weekend. Yes, we uh, shot on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, we're um, okay. Okay. How do you go? How do you go? Uh, It's awesome. It's, it's awesome. going to be great. It's going to be good. <laughs> yes. yes. It's also my type of humor though too as well. So this is this is perfect for me. So yeah. I was happy to get the opportunity to work with Aaron G and Mr. G. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love him. He's, you know, for what he does and how he does it and with everything. Yeah. It's awesome. He's like he's creating something. Mhm. Mm Big. And plus his pandemic variety show like I watched it I watched every episode of it and oh. it really does bring joy just to watch it, especially when we're in this pandemic though. And mm -hmm. like, I think it's important for people to watch it though. So, and plus with the music too, as well, Yeah, like I'm happy with, I was also happy to see local talent too, as well, mm -hmm. uh, performing too, as well. And it's just like, yeah, I was, it made me happy. Definitely. Good. That's good to hear. Did you, did you, uh, did you see my sketch? Uh, I was in there too once. Okay. Um, yeah, I was a German doctor. My... Okay. And I told, I told, I told somebody that the talk babies are his. <laughs> was a car? Uh, but yeah, like um, I think I remember seeing that. Like it's like again, like my memory has been a blur when it comes to like new shows. Like we remember this too. episode, and I was yeah. like, uh, sorry, I don't remember it, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think I remember you seeing. You did a great job. I remember. Ah, that was my first experience. <laughs> Mr. G just was too generous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Keegan, I I'm think I'm good. Are you good? Yep, I'm great. Okay, thank you so much for uh, for letting me be on your show. Like this is a great opportunity. Yeah, I always, always back. You know, before, or after, whenever you you want to. We, once we can do this. You have to come down here and sit on that couch, and we have yes, definitely. We have a good time, definitely. 
Keegan, an absolute honor. Thank you so much for being on the show tonight. I, Thank uh, you. I, I very much admire what you do and what you capture and how you helped us to understand what's happening with you and everything you create and what it all means and how it's happening. And, of course, yeah, the re, uh, re-face app. It's awesome. <laughs> the, oh, gosh. There's a... Uh... Oh, you can uh, like I saw the reface app when uh, uh, it was uh, a comedian who's a YouTuber named Joe Santagato. Yeah. He was dressed up as he was face he was a face app of Shakira, and then so like he did a couple of things. It was just hilarious. So so I'm just like, okay, so I'm gonna download this app and I'm looking at the videos. I'm looking at the gifs or gifs or whatever people call it. Though, so I'm just like, huh. Mm. That looks freaky. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. Yeah. But I got to, I had to hand it to the people who created those because I think that face app has been a, another good asset for this pandemic too, as well, because you're by yourself and you look at this app and then you could just put your face on mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's Edward Scissorhands or you could be Shakira. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be any other random awkward character from a movie tv show so it's crazy um, i love it yeah. <laughs> i'm a sucker for it and yeah. i get i get too carried away with it <laughs> do more i love it thank you i'm yes i will plan on doing more and irritate more people <laughs> <laughs> yeah ah uh, that's awesome all right i'm gonna take us off the air keegan just okay. stick around for one second i gotta yeah. talk to you for one quick second after the show okay Thank you again so much. Anytime. All right. Take us off the air here.